Welcome to the Grammar Geek Presents Word Origin Wednesday, the weekly podcast that walks you through a word origin in five minutes or less. I'm Dave Nelson, a.k.a. the Grammar Geek, and this week I explain the origin of stay-at-home parent. Stay-at-home parent is a fairly new term, but its individual parts are all pretty old. Stay entered English in the mid-15th century from Old French, which took it from the Latin stare, meaning to stand. Home comes from the Old English word ham, spelled H-A-M. Ham was related to an Old Germanic word meaning village, which also gave us the modern English word hamlet. Parent came into English in the early 15th century from an Old French word with the same spelling and meaning. That French word was derived from the Latin parentum, meaning father or mother. Our next step in this journey is the term stay at home, which is newer but still rather old. As a hyphenated modifier, stay-at-home was first used in 1806, but it wasn't linked to parents. It simply meant remaining in one's residence, city, or country. A stay-at-home doctor was one who practiced out of his home, as opposed to keeping an office somewhere else. A stay-at-home man of any profession was one who remained in his home country rather than traveling abroad for military service or adventure. Back in the early 1800s, stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad would have sounded like nonsense. All moms stayed home back then, and most dads did too, as the economy was mostly agricultural. For years, the common term for a woman who stayed home and tended to the house and children was housewife. Housewife is another very old word. Going back to the early 13th century word, husif, intended to be the female version of husband. Until the 16th century, huzif and hussy were synonyms, but their meanings diverged, and housewife became the word of choice to describe a married woman who tended to the house. Fast forward to the 1960s and 70s, when housewife began to sound old-fashioned and demeaning. It was replaced with homemaker, a term that removed the emphasis from the woman's role as a wife and instead focused on the tasks involved in taking care of the home. But as the 1980s rolled along, it was becoming much more common for married women, including mothers, to work outside the home. And for the first time, we needed a term to distinguish the two groups of moms. Enter working mother and stay-at-home mom. This departure from housewife and homemaker reflected a change in the women who were staying home and the tasks they engaged in. Housewives of the 1950s, who may or may not have had young children, most likely waxed their floors and ironed their sheets and darned their husbands' socks. But the women who stayed home in the 1980s were moms, and housework took a backseat to child-rearing. According to Jennifer Sr., author of All Joy and No Fun, The Paradox of Modern Parenthood, women who stay home in the 21st century spend half as much time on housework as they did in the 50s and 60s. Instead, they read books on parenting, play with their kids, set up playdates with other kids, and research which toys will benefit their children's development. So, the homemaker has become the stay-at-home mom. Another shift occurred in the decades that followed the 1980s, producing a new creature rarely seen before, the stay-at-home dad. According to the Pew Research Group, in 1989, dads accounted for 4% of U.S. parents who stayed home with their children, By 2018, that number had risen to 7%. Stay-at-home dads are still greatly outnumbered, but there are enough of them now that we need a gender-neutral term. Hence, stay-at-home parent. In the overall timeline of the English language, stay-at-home parent is a very new term, only a couple of decades old. 
but it's also a fairly self-explanatory term and is made up of elements that go back centuries, which is why it might feel not so new. That's it for this week, folks. Come back next week when I explain the origin of rhythm and rhyme. In the meantime, do me a favor. If you enjoy the Word Origin Wednesday podcast, make sure you subscribe to it on iTunes, and please leave me a positive review. Also, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at the underscore Grammar Geek, where I tweet and retweet about all aspects of English. Until next time, so long, suckers. Suckers.